Hello everyone and welcome to your NASA Weekly Update for the week commencing Monday the 26th of December 2022. It's Gary here again and I think I'd like to just start this week by wishing everybody a very happy Boxing Day. Do, do you even say that? Happy Boxing Day? <laughs> Probably not. But uh, yeah, happy Boxing Day anyway and that comes on the back of another action-packed roller coaster of a week for our great club and team, wasn't it really? Wow. Uh, so thus far, under Mr Michael Beale, we've had three victories on the bounce, three out of three, and I, and I have to say, I much prefer the winning habit that we have enjoyed under Michael Beale than we, than we did with whatever habit was kind of formed towards the end of Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's reign as manager of the club. I was actually chatting to a pal after, I think it was after the Ross County game and, and kind of just chatting about, you know, what would, like hypothetically speaking, what would have happened if Gio was still in charge and and, and I kind of landed on if Gio was still in charge of the last three games that Michael Bale has won all three of, I reckon we would have lost at least one, probably maybe two of those games, uh, but somehow we managed to, to get all nine points, which is... A great thing, and hopefully we can keep that going into this week. And although, quite honestly, what all three games that we've watched since Michael Beale returned has, has taught me anyway is that there's there's just no magic wand to be waved uh, for, for this team, notwithstanding the, the injuries that we've endured thus far this season, which have been exceptional, especially in defence. The squad really is in need of a, of a major quality overhaul I think I think we probably need a goalie um, we we need almost a net new midfield and, and we seem to be quite light on the attacking right hand side as well and that was a wee bit masked previously when, when Tav was is it fair to say right now when Tav was in his prime I don't know if that's maybe making it sound like he's a wee bit over the hill now which he's most certainly not but when he was when he was absolutely bombing up and down the right hand side and chipping in with goals and assists which he's still doing just now of course um, you know, now that that's been somewhat normalised now, I don't know if that's been cancelled out of his game. I know he's been playing with injuries and things like that, but it's not as prevalent as it, as as he used to be, and for one reason or another. So there is a bit of a gap there. So that then just highlights the fact that we probably need a wee bit more support and and quality up on the right hand side. But anyway. I'm telling you all of this and you already know that and probably most likely you'll have your own thoughts and opinions about what the team needs as we move forward. So let me just get on with the content for this week. I did want to start actually by extending my, my sympathies to Stephen Davis after his season actually and maybe his Rangers career ending injury that was that was confirmed on Christmas Eve by the club when they issued the, the, the following quick statement on the social media channels and it says Rangers can confirm Oh, sorry, Rangers can this afternoon confirm that midfielder at Stephen Davis 8 has suffered an injury to his knee and will miss the remainder of this season. As always, Stephen has the best wishes of everyone at Ibrox as he embarks upon his recovery. And I think I think I heard that he'd injured himself in training. Maybe Michael Beale had mentioned it in one of the previous uh, either pre-match or, or, or post-match press conferences and it made it sound like he'd fallen awkwardly or, or something like that. So there was something happening in, in training, but didn't make it sound like it was going to be as serious as, you know, as a six month recovery because we've still got up in up in two and including June to go if we get to the Scottish Cup final as well. So what a shame, you know, for a for a former captain and, and just an incredible ambassador for the club who who was still very active and, and able to positively influence game for us games for us while he was he was playing. 
And I read earlier today, I think actually that he'd played 17 times already for us this season. And as you know, we've played, uh, what is it, 16, 17 uh, games in the league already. So around about that. So he's been actively involved in and around the squad. So I'm very certain that he wouldn't have wanted it to end this way for him. And I just wanted to pass on uh, our thoughts for a, for a tremendous servant and, as I say, a great ambassador for our club. On to the, the games segment from this past week. I'm going to spend a wee bit of time talking about the first game and not so much about the second game. <laughs> and I'll explain why when we get to that point. But we did have two games in the league and we we started off with a beauty, well, a beauty of a, of a result, at, at the very least, with the victory that we enjoyed at, or endured maybe, is that the best word, at Pataudry <laughs> against Aberdeen with our goals coming from Fashion Sakala and an injury time, an injury time double from Scott Arfield, what an amazing finish to the game! We, I, I thought we were we were really good in in the first half, but we just contributed to our own downfall at, at the end with with a dumb challenge yeah, from from James Sands giving him the free kick, the free kick, and then the boy just putting it away after what I thought was kind of some dubious positioning yeah, from from Alan McGregor. I think I'd said to some of the guys on a couple of the group chats that I'm on that an inform you know, fully fit and, and aware Alan McGregor just kind of plucks that out of the air, you know, I mean it was a good hit and all that, but one that I think Alan would, would typically save or expect to save, anyway 1-1 one, one at half time and I'm, then I'm thinking hopefully, you know, we're going to ramp this up and run away with it in the second half but nope, we did the reverse of what we did in Bio's first game in charge against Hibs and we just didn't show up in, in the second half at all and I mean, Aberdeen had at least, at any given point, seven men behind the ball most of the half and, and then went ahead after some absolutely crap defending again by James Sands again, incidentally enough. And, and it had that familiar feeling to it, didn't it? You know, we huffed and puffed and, and had lots of possession and but just never really looked like making the, the breakthrough or creating any meaningful goal-scoring opportunities until until we did and we got the equaliser through Scott Arfield in the 95th minute or so and maybe 96 minutes something like that and I have to admit I wasn't getting massively excited um, at that point because as we know and it's, it's probably a pipe dream anyway but a point is no good to us right now we, we need the three points in every single game and and you know if we weren't to get the three points it was there was almost like this dread of thought going through my head anyway that the season we finished the season very very early in the fifty five season and it was brilliant and that was the way that I started to think that we would maybe go the opposite way and that that mob could have this this league wrapped up super quick um, here however then up steps Magic Malik Tillman again with some absolute wizardry I still no no clue I've seen it from different angles I've no clue how he managed to actually get that crossover. And then Aberdeen actually defended a wee bit like us, didn't they? <laughs> they just didn't clear their lines at all. And then Scotty Arfield kind of bundles at home in the super slow motion, by the way, wasn't it? And uh, and we managed to get the winner in the 97th minute. An absolutely wild finish and, and something that might, just might, you never know, uh, be, be hugely influential as the as the season unfolds. So positives, the result all day long. The result, you know, the first half was solid and, and we couldn't should have been ahead by more at half time or at least ahead at half time I should say but we allowed that stereotypical slackness to creep in and, and then we go in all square but and that just continued um, in the second half until Michael Beale had seen enough and then in the, in the 58th minute he makes four substitutions at once so credit 
where it's due, they, they worked. Of course they worked because he brought Scott Arfield on and we got the, the victory. Another main positive for me is the mentality boost the, the squad must have gotten from, from the result, from the ending, from the fan reaction. You know, what, what a difference. Man. And mostly, you know, the way that the result was actually obtained for us. You know, it was just, we, we didn't stop. And, and, and it seems like for once we, we got our just rewards. And so so good on the team and, and for, for getting that. And, and well done to everybody involved for, for getting that one over the line. Negatives. Oh, you know what? Aberdeen had two shots on target. And you'll know exactly what I'm going to say now. Yep, they scored with both of them. I wish Rangers had had that sort of conversion rate because we would just be running away with things game after game after game then, you know. But the, the performance in the second half from a negative standpoint was nowhere, nowhere near good enough, not by a long shot, even after the substitutions were made. But luckily for us, Aberdeen decided to sit back and try to defend the lead as soon as they got it, actually. And it ultimately became their undoing. So hell mend them for that. Another wee negative, James Sands had a game to forget. The guy the guy puts himself around and puts himself about, I should say, and, and, and does his best. And it can happen every now and again. He have a bad game. He just was not at his best at all. And as I mentioned earlier, Alan McGregor for their first goal. A wee bit, a wee bit suspect for me. On the referee watch, Wally Collum, I thought he was actually okay. In the game, some very soft bookings, um, like the like the Ryan Jack one, for example. But he did, I think he did do us a wee bit of a favour at the start of the second half when he when he could have maybe given Sands a second yellow just for a stupid clumsy challenge. And I think that's actually maybe why he didn't give it because it was just it was kind of dumb. Um, but he let it go with a bit of a warning, and and then in checking the the stats after the game, I was surprised to see that there was five bookings each, uh, so ten bookings in total in the game because it didn't feel like a like a typical nasty game that we sometimes get against Aberdeen. So, yeah, nothing hugely irritated me about him and, and I thought he called it pretty fair. So he's going to get he's going to get a 7 out of 10. He never did anything extraordinary in that. Our second game, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not going to talk about this too much, was on Friday and that was away to Ross County. And quite honestly, I can't remember the last game that was quite as dire as that. I feel... I think I've probably said that relatively often this season because our performances have been have been kind of naff. But this this one was particularly out of the ordinary for me in terms of direness, if you know what I mean. So I'm going to spend next to no time on it. The, the positives of the game, the result, of course, absolutely like the Aberdeen game. The results, the clean sheet as well, and 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 the goal from John Lundstrom, really really good finish, and and the fact that I didn't feel like we were truly put through the ringer. In, in this game, like we were in the Aberdeen and Hibs games, more so um, the Aberdeen game, but it's certainly the first half against Hibs as well. So some incremental improvement in, in results, at least on paper, and and uh, doesn't seem like we 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 suffered from any uh, other subsequent significant injuries or anything like that. And negatives, it just wasn't a great spectacle at all, was it? And, and for me, it was. I was trying to actually figure out what made it so tough to watch. I mean, we had most of the possession and more chances as would be absolutely expected, but the game just never got going at all. You know, we did have John McLaughlin made a great save actually before we uh, before we scored, but he should have cut the cross out in the first place. You know, he said he didn't come from the cross out, but then made a great. Stop with his legs, so you know, I don't want to overly criticize the guy, but he, he got a clean sheet in his first game back, so good for him. And that maybe kind of eases him back into the, the team after his parkhead horror show 
back in September, which um, maybe could and should have seen at the end of his Rangers career, quite honestly. On to the referee watch. Don Robertson, again, like Colum in the previous game, didn't really do too much to annoy me, so he'll get the standard 7 out of 10 for this one as well. Two games this week, again, both in the league, and starting with Wednesday's game at home to Motherwell, and that's a 2.45 Eastern Standard Time kickoff. That's 7.45 UK. And what is going to be your last match of the calendar year 2022? And we've had some... Yeah, we really have had some incredible highs in this calendar this calendar year, of course, Seville comes to mind and in the, the Scottish Cup as well and, and you know the lead up to Seville um, of course as well. But we've also had some god awful lows as well. So finishing on a high is a must in front of our home crowd. Feels weird not having a game on Boxing Day. I can't remember the last time we never had a game on Boxing Day. And absolutely no need for it today, but you know, I guess we'll do it on Wednesday. Uh, but and, and that will be the, the team's opportunity to really entertain the, the, the home crowd my mother will seem to be a wee bit up and down this season so I'm expecting a Rangers victory and, and everyone to be as healthy as they need to be moving forward into the second game which is another home game nice to see two in a row and that's on the 2nd of January Monday against the mob from the East End we we genuinely owe them one for our absolute stink bomb of a performance in, in the East End there back in September and this is the genuine opportunity to, to try and get some goals back, to right some wrongs from that, I said, that horror show and close the gap. Just a wee bit more to, to make the league table a wee bit more respectable than, than it is for right now. Back to what I was saying earlier on, on the, the previous part of the game segment, it's like we, we just need victories, like draws and stuff like that are no good for us right now and, and this one this one anyways an early one it's a 7.30am Eastern Standard Time kickoff. that's 12.30pm UK time and really there's not much more to, to say about this one we know what's at stake and we know what we need to do we need to do everything possible to get the victory and the fans won't need any motivation I'm sure and I'm sure the players won't need any any further motivation and they have to take their, their responsibility seriously and, and deliver us the result that we need. I do worry about our squad's ability to be able to cope with uh, with the way that this this Celtic team play and, and I, I just heard that this morning actually or maybe it was yesterday that they're on a living game win streak and so they're obviously you know hot to trot right now but it's in our squad it's the same guys who took care of them in the league and the Scottish Cup semi-final last season so why not I guess I guess we'll see but as I say we know what's riding on this and we we absolutely we absolutely have to avoid defeat of course but we should be looking to win every single home game and and uh, both these games this week are no exceptions for RTV uh, just a, a couple of wee password challenges that, that we endured this last week but I think we've got them sorted out with just some new codes being distributed but these are these are two big games coming up so if you if you are getting a new code or you haven't used your account for quite some time please make sure that you test your account you can test it on any device from anywhere it doesn't have to be on your club uh, laptop or computer or however it is you do it at the club um, just to make sure that you don't experience any challenges on Wednesday and the following Monday for shout outs for this week I did want to pass on some special get well soon messages to my love Erin she has had a hell of a time of it this past wee while we've spent more time in the hospital in this past week than actually not even week it's, it's kind of like half of a week almost just over half of a week than I think I have in my entire life due to her experiencing some 
uh, some very painful kidney stones and then there was some post-operation complications. So I didn't go. I didn't manage to get to the pub uh, with the troops on Friday as I was nurse gas for the day. And we also had a very, very pleasant five and a half hour stint there last night on Christmas Day as well. So we got to the we got to the party, we said hi, we said bye, we got dropped off at the at the hospital and we had to sit there until she got things under control. So yeah, Merry Christmas to us indeed. So hopefully she is beyond the worst of it right now and, and can continue the recovery in the in the coming days. I hope you're feeling much better soon, sweetheart. I'm actually talking a wee bit quieter on the pod this week because she's sleeping on the couch about three feet away from me as I'm recording this. <laughs> so she might actually get to hear it twice um, if she's not um, been awoken by my dulcet tones. On the convention for NASA 2023, I can officially confirm that it's 170 days and 24 weeks until Toronto Midtown go berserk and host the biggest bash of the Rangers calendar year or sees. And uh, just a, a reminder of some logistics and housekeeping items, um, if you pardon the pun, I guess I should say. Firstly, the hotel rooms are still on sale and we did indeed put the convention tickets out for general public sale last week just before Christmas. I said it was going to be on the 21st. We did it a, a day later. There was just a, some, some resource challenges that we endured on Wednesday. So we got them out there on the 22nd. So And we are seeing a, a lot of real movement on, on both on the hotel room and this now. And I, and I suspect that... And, you know, kind of early to mid-January, things will really start to, to, to take off on that. So just a reminder um, that the, the event tickets are 225 Canadian for the three-night packages. did receive a couple of requests asking if we could break out the packages for Thursday, Friday only or for banquet, um, banquet um, ticket packages only or individual tickets, I guess I should say, only. And uh, for right now, we're just doing the three-night packages just to make sure that we can exhaust that as much as possible. If there is enough space, if we're not sold out by that point, then we can start to break it apart a wee bit as well. So stay tuned on that. We'll get it overly communicated if, if slash when we get to that spot. Uh, just another reminder of the, the Holiday and Flight Centre. They have their full packages for sale for folks. Um, who are travelling over from the, the UK and are looking to do the one-stop shop of the flights, transfers in Toronto, event tickets, hotel rooms as well, if that's what you're into. And uh, we also did have a call um, this last... When was it now? The first one was aborted because uh, they never showed, but the second one, we, we had a call with the... Effectively, the New York City Tourism Board um, this past week, I think we ended up getting back around the table with them on Thursday, and just to just to basically find out how they fit in, how, what type and style of support they would provide us. It was a really, really good chat, actually, as we, as we kind of move things forward in earnest on our convention planning for 2024. So, yeah, great chat, and, and we do have a wee bit of homework um, to do to, to keep things moving on that, um, but it was great to get going and great to start to kind of make that feel a little bit real as well so yeah things are things are ticking along on the on the convention front but please don't delay uh, to get your tickets if you're intending on coming i would hate that us that we get sold out and then you're, you're kind of sitting waiting to, to to you know just to get after the, the festive period and the like and just another wee reminder related to the convention but obviously nasa logistics as well is that the nasa exec are heading to toronto to do a hotel walk through the the weekend of february 3rd to 5th 
So that's, oh, you know what, actually, that's probably just about six weeks away, something like that. And uh, and we will also be hosting our, our winter general meeting at some point during that weekend as well. So more logistics to come once we have a wee bit more information. Um, I know that we were hoping to, to get together and watch a game uh, with uh, the Toronto Midtown Club, uh, but they're having a wee bit of a challenge with the venue for right now. So once we find out what's happening with that, then we can we can get the logistics kind of tied up a wee bit better on the general meeting and the actual location that we're going to be in for the game. Um, on the communication section, not a whole hell of a lot as to be kind of expected this past uh, week or so, with it being the uh, the Christmas week. But on the just to kind of add to the the weekend of legends information that I shared last week, the club did confirm a, a few more players who are who have already or who have subsequently committed to the game after the initial announcement. So I'll just read this part out if you don't mind. Last week, the weekends of legends two was unveiled, and my and tickets for the match of legends on the Sat Sunday, the twenty sixth of March, twenty twenty three, are already proving popular. Barry Ferguson, Jermaine Defoe, Chris Boyd, Michael Moles, and Sasa Papach have already been announced, and we can now reveal that George Alberts, Ronald De Boer, Carlos Queller, and Peter Lovenkrans will also be joining the Rangers Legends squad. That's, those are some big-time names, eh? Ooh, blast from the past. And they will be competing against a World Legends squad that already includes global stars such as Robin Van Persie, Robbie Fowler, Yap Stam, Joe Cole, Michael Essien, and they will also be joined by multiple Champions League and Premier League winners, uh, Paul, uh, sorry, winner, uh, Paul Scholes and former England international Jack Wilshire as well so I think I mentioned last week they're going for a really they're kind of going heavy on the on the Premier League part you know the, the, the legends one they did before with the, the international superstars was really good but there was a lot of players that we kind of didn't know very very they weren't super household names for for folks in the, in the UK so they're really going for the Premier League feel on this so so yeah it's going to it's going to be quite good and I'll, I'll keep providing updates that the more we have them but that's really all that we have for the the pod for this week my friends a bit of a shorter one and as always I, I like to finish by thanking you very very much for for taking your time to, to listen and, and please do share it with with whomever you think might enjoy it and and until next week, I hope our team, I hope Michael Beale continues to do what he's doing and we serves up another two victories to give us five in a row and something to really, really cheer about as we head into 2023. I don't think I've ever done one of these pods on Old Firm Day as well, so I might actually get it all prepared and, and maybe record it as quickly as I possibly can after the game next week and see what, what type of style of raw emotion is out there. I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's maybe think about that and I'll do I'll do something uh, just a bit different next week. So until next week, and on behalf of everyone from the NASA executive, I would like to wish each and every single one of you a very happy new year when it comes and happy Hogmanay and all that. Until next week, please do take care of yourself and have a great time. All the very best, folks. Cheerio.